Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. This is the Fox News Rundown Extra. I'm Dave Anthony. Today, the story of an American who's behind bars overseas and not getting the attention that Brittany Griner is getting in Russia. And we're not talking about some communist or dangerous country here that the U.S. has bad relations with. No, it's the story of Navy Lieutenant Ridge Alconis, imprisoned in Japan, one of our allies, where he was deployed until things went horribly wrong in late May of last year, when he had a medical emergency while driving, blacked out, and crashed. Two Japanese pedestrians later died, and that ultimately got him a three-year prison sentence that some in Congress think is wrong. Senator Mike Lee, a Republican, and Congressman Mike Levin, a Democrat, are among those calling for his release, helping his wife, Brittany, who's on a mission that will take her to Washington soon, trying to get her husband set free. Now, we talked to Brittany Alconis for the Rundown podcast the other day, but there was a lot more to her husband Ridge's story than we could include. So, as you probably know by now, that is why we do these extras. Let you hear everything. Thank you. As always, for listening. And now, Brittany Alconis on the Fox News Rundown Extra. Joining us on the Fox News Rundown is Brittany Alconis. She's the wife of U.S. Navy Lieutenant Ridge Alconis, who was in the news last week when he reported behind bars in Japan for an incident that happened in May of 2021, which we'll get into. First of all, Brittany, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. Obviously, you're just living a nightmare. Yes, (laughs) we have been for quite some time now. And so you are over a year into this process. This situation, I mean, I bet you you can't even imagine probably that this could have even happened (laughs) before the day in May 2021, correct? No, I mean, the the incident and then everything following the incident was beyond anything I could have ever imagined. So take us to May 2021. You, he's stationed in Japan. You're living there as a family together. What happened that day? Well, um, my husband was going to be deployed for the majority of the following year. And so he just wanted to spend a lot of time with the kids and give them some good memories to hold on to until he, before he left, until he returned. And so one of my daughters asked to climb Mount Fuji and go to a little ice cream shop that's at the base of the mountain. And so that day we woke up, we drove to Mount Fuji, uh, drove to station five, hiked for about 45 minutes or so until the trail got a little too difficult for the kids. 
And then we started our way down the mountain. How young are your children? How many children do you have? We have three kids. They are currently eight, seven, and four. Okay. So obviously this is a hard thing for them to fully grasp what's even going on. So you come back down, you leave, you drive back, and that's when this all happens, right? Yep. So right as we kind of finished making our way through all the switchbacks, and we're approaching the little town at the base of the mountain. Uh, my husband, all of a sudden and without warning, lost consciousness. Um, my daughter tried to wake him. He was unresponsive. Uh, the car, unfortunately, veered Ugh. off to the side of the road where it hit two cars. Uh, and those cars, in turn, hit two people um and thank heavens we were only going about 25 miles per hour um but he never hit the brake he hitting the two cars did not wake him the crash did not wake him um it took several minutes until i finally pulled him out of the car and i told him hey you need to help me no one can understand me he speaks japanese i don't um, but yeah, it was, it was very scary. So you're sitting next to him, he's driving all of a sudden he's out and you're watching the car go and hit and, and you must, it must've been unbelievable to just see this all unfold. Actually. So just two minutes prior, um, he was concerned that I was going to be too car sick by the time we got to lunch. Okay. And he said, Hey, we need to. I don't know what I was doing. I was probably turning around and talking to the kids. And I said, oh, you're right. I looked at the map, saw we were only seven minutes away. And I said, okay, if I just kind of lean back and close my eyes, I'll probably be good by the time we get there. And so I did not see it. You woke up to the impact then? Yes. And so obviously you were like, what is going on? And you look over and he's out of it. And you're trying to resuscitate him. And then there's obviously... Um, the pedestrians who were hit were killed, which you probably didn't even know at the time. You're you're still at the accident with you're dealing with your husband, right? Actually, uh, so the pedestrians they were at the scene. Um, no one believed that they were severely hurt. So when the before the ambulance left, one of the paramedics came up and they said, "Hey, they're going to be okay." Oh wow, they're going to be. So that at the moment, you know, that was such a relief. The gentleman had a broken hip. Um, The grandma was sitting up on her own and breathing fine uh, before she left. And so we thought, man, this was tragic and scary. But thank heavens, everyone's going to be okay. And obviously they weren't. Uh, How much later did you find out they had died? Um, I, I found out that evening that the woman had passed away, um, maybe three or four hours after the accident, the gentleman was in the hospital. He just needed a couple surgeries on his hip. He was working from the hospital. They said he was going to be fine. And then, um, after his second surgery, he had an embolism and that's when he passed away. Holy now. So your husband 
he he came to mm-hmm. and and he must have been shocked to see the situation he came and woke up to oh he was he was mortified and he was trying to help as much as he could um at one point he ran up to me and he he was just saying i'm so sorry i'm so sorry i don't know what happened i i never even saw that light i i don't know what happened and um i i asked him i was like were you tired uh and he said no and i said okay it doesn't matter just keep helping um you know we'll deal with that part later was he arrested that day he was he was arrested at the scene and then taken away yes and how long until you saw him again so he was arrested that was a saturday um and at the time like it was shocking but at the same time i thought oh this is just a misunderstanding obviously something tragic happened they need to get to the bottom of it but you know he's going to get medical care we're going to figure out what went wrong and and he'll be released um but that never happened. And so I got to see him on our anniversary, which was June 1st, that next Tuesday. And he was in custody for more than three weeks, right? Yes. Uh, 26, 27 days. He was in solitary confinement. Um, he was interrogated at length for roughly 20 of those. Uh, they use sleep deprivation as a tactic to mess with them and make it harder for them to handle the situation. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. So what ultimately was the determination? What happened to your husband? Why did he black out? Well, you know, he got a clinical diagnosis of acute mountain illness, Um. I, I feel like a doctor would be um, better okay. suited to get into exactly what that is. Gotcha. All right. So, but, but you got that diagnosis. So you go to trial, and I assume you thought that that would help the case against him. Yes and no. You know, he didn't get that diagnosis for 20. It was on day 28, I believe, is when he finally received medical care. So thank heavens it wasn't a stroke or a heart attack where he could have died while in custody. But in in Japan, and I, you know, I don't want to get into it too much because it is just very complicated. It's taken us a year to understand what we understand now. But um, you you don't really defend yourself in court. Okay. So, yes, we thought the diagnosis would help. Um, but at the same time, we could not submit the actual diagnosis for the first trial. The, our lawyer thought it was too risky because once again, you don't defend yourself in court. If you defend yourself, then 
you're not sorry. You're not remorseful. You're just going to do it again. Um, wow, and so this... then you just get a harsher punishment. Wow. This has to be hard to, uh, to swallow. Uh, so he goes to trial and he's convicted without even that diagnosis brought into court. It was mentioned, um, once again, uh, Japanese court is very nuanced. Um, so he mentioned it. They said, why didn't you pull over? And he said, well, I, I didn't pull over because I wasn't aware that anything was wrong with me. Um, I wasn't tired. Okay. And But they don't believe him. Is that the deal? They don't. And, you know, this is my first opportunity to talk about this. So if you don't mind, I'd like to get into it. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I'm, that's why we have you on. So on Monday, so the accident was Saturday, Monday, once business resumed, was the first day he went to the prosecutor's office. And that was the first day he was questioned. And while he was there, they questioned him and then they read his statement to him because it's written in Japanese. And while he does speak Japanese, he's not very good at the reading and writing part, but he does know a few things. Okay. So they're reading it back to him and he's kind of looking at the paper and he says, Hey, you wrote that I was tired there. I know that Kanji that, that says tired and they kind of got uncomfortable and he wasn't quite sure how to handle it because the name of the game is cooperate. Um, but they said, Oh, Oh, Okay. Uh, we'll, we'll change that. Cause he told them time and time again, I don't know what happened to me. I was not tired. I'm not a doctor. I need to see a doctor. I don't know what happened to me. So fast forward to when we're finally able to go to his lawyer's office and have kind of our first meeting to prepare for trial. And he asked Ridge, okay, just walk me through what happened. And Ridge told him what happened. And he said, well, that's not going to work. And we both just kind of sat there. We're like, what do you mean? It's not going to work. That, that's the truth. That's what happened. Wow, that's, that's, and, yeah, no wonder you were. <laughs> now what? Yeah. And he said, um, well, all of your statements said that you were Nemuke. And he said, Nemuke? What does Nemuke mean? And his lawyer said, Nemuke means like sleepy or drowsy. And Ridge said, what I told the interrogators time and time again is what I told you. I don't even know the word Nemuke. So there's no reason that those should be in my statements. Hmm. But they were. And um, those statements become fact in court. So anything you say that goes against that, they're going to say that you're a liar because they have all these statements that, you know, say what you presumably said, but he could not read them because they were in Japanese. And so he was just relying on people that often weren't even translators. In fact, I think he only had an official translator once every other time. It was just people that mm. spoke okay English. Um, and yeah. Where was the Navy in all this? Where, the U.S., I mean, he's stationed in Japan with the United States military. So yes. why why was there not more help for him? I, I, we have a status of forces agreement. I, I don't quite understand that part. You know, there's a lot of that I still don't understand. 
the system is that you get arrested uh, that very same day, a JAG, which is a Navy lawyer, they show up, um, they hand you a piece of paper with just kind of minimal advice and legal information. Uh, that piece of paper is full of things that contradict each other. <laughs> like you have the right to remain silent, but if you do, it's going to be bad. Um, you know, you should cooperate, but doing these things can be a bad idea. And then, and once again, that, um, that Jag, he doesn't represent you. He represents the Navy. His job is to protect the Navy and to protect the Alliance. So he gave Ridge that piece of paper. Ridge wanted to tell him what happened. He's like, nope, you can't tell me what happened. Um, I'm just giving you this piece of paper, basically reading you your rights. And then before he left, he did tell Ridge um, that, you know, the best thing you can do is cooperate. And he said that the Japanese usually don't mince your words. And then he left. And now he's behind bars for three years. He's in prison in Japan for three years. Yes. What have you done to try to get him freed? So um, extrajudicial settlement is another big part of Japanese culture. Uh, in a nutshell, the idea is something happens. You cause harm. It is now your job to admit you've caused harm, beg for forgiveness, do everything you can to make financial amends. Um, do not defend yourself in court. Plead guilty. You don't. He didn't plead guilty. He pled no contest. Okay. Um, actually, um, and then you hope for a suspended sentence. So it's a ninety-nine point four percent conviction rate because you can't defend yourself. And the idea is if you're remorseful, you do everything you can to make amends, then you don't go to jail. You get a suspended sentence, which is, which is kind of like parole. So they'll say, oh, you have a three-year suspended sentence for four years. So that means, okay, for four years, if you don't do anything bad, then you'll never have to serve prison time. But if you do anything within that four years, if you jaywalk or cause any issues, then you go straight to jail and you serve that full three-year sentence. Okay. Well, you tried so, all that, right? You, I mean, that didn't really work in his case because he's behind bars. But you and your, the family, you've agreed to pay restitution, correct? We did. We were told that, you know, that was our only hope. Um, obviously, my husband from day one said he wanted the family to be taken care of. He felt awful. Um, and so that was a priority. Uh, how much did you pay? How much How much did you agree to pay? So that one settlement was about $1.65 million. Where do you get that? I, <laughs> I assume you're not independently wealthy. We are not. We are not trust fund babies. Um, we're a military family. You know, we do the best we can. Um, so we did have, you know, we had that crazy American dream of wanting to buy a house one day. And and we had worked hard to save for that. So we had a decent handful of cash there. 
Um, insurance paid less than half, maybe 700,000 ish. Um, and then the rest of that was friends and family. You know, we were told that paying this settlement was the only thing that would keep Ridge out of prison. And so we went to our friends and family and we said, Hey, this is, this is what we need. So if, whatever you can contribute, um, we would be eternally grateful. And even my, my company, um, not as a company, but as individuals, the partners of Moxie Pest Control donated about 150,000. Um, you had a lot of support. We had a ton of support just people that were so loving and so giving and, you know, it's incredibly humbling to have our friends and family that, you know, maybe they don't have a lot, give us thousands of dollars and say, it's just money. Um, What about the U S government? So they, I know you they, want President Biden to get involved. People have talked about that with the Russian Amer- Americans held in Russia. I mean, where are you on getting help from the government? Well, so I I am in America for two reasons. Um, one, my children have experienced a lot of trauma um, over the past 14, 15 months. And they needed to spend time with people that love them. Um, so we're just, we're with family right now and they're being spoiled by grandparents and uncles and cousins as they should be. But after this, uh, we're flying to DC and I'll, I'll be there as long as it takes with my children. Um, and we're, we're going to ask to speak to the national security advisor or president Biden so, I mean, ultimately, so, you want to go to the White House to plead your case, right? Yeah. You know, I, I do believe there are people in the military, in the State Department that really want to help. Um, but because this case is so unprecedented in so many ways, you know, we've been told time and time again, this is unprecedented. This is unprecedented. Um and, you know, you're discovering, you're falling in all these cracks we never even knew existed. But in order for people to make big moves to help, I, I feel like they need the top cover. You know, they need President Biden to say, whatever it takes, you have my permission to get rich out of Japan. And I expect him to get out of Japan. Um so yeah, so that that is our goal. Have you had any contact with your husband since he went to prison? So right now he is in the Tokyo Detention Center. That is not where he will stay. It is unclear how long he will be there, but while he is there, he gets two 20-minute visits a month. Okay. Um, so I saw him... The next day, I went to go see him. Um, it's hours away. It's it's not easy to get there. Uh, very kindly, a family acquaintance that spoke. He he's Japanese. A Japanese citizen met me there to help me with the paperwork and everything. 
Um, and I, and I got to talk to him then, but they don't, they don't have phone privileges in Japan while in prison. So, um, so you're not going to hear from him while you're in America. You're not going to get to talk to him at all. Correct. Yeah. Well, this has to be a very hard time. It is hard. And, you know, unfortunately it's a preview of what our future will likely be like 90 days from now. Um, you know, once his leave runs out, once pay and benefits are gone, uh, my kids and I, we can't stay there. We won't have medical care. We won't have access to schools. Um, I'm going to need to start working full time. I, I can't do that there. And so we're going to have to come back to the States. And the only way to see him will be to fly there. Um, and that's incredibly expensive right now. And as you can imagine, uh, there's not really extra funds to do that because we put all of our eggs in one basket when we were told that the settlement is what will do it. Well, we wish you well. I'm sure you're enjoying time with family, but we uh, hope for the best for you when you get to Washington and a chance to talk to the president and maybe some success to get your husband freed. Thank you so much. And, and do you mind if I just say thank you to those that have helped so far? You know, um, please do. Congresswoman Radwagon of American Samoa. She's been so supportive. Senator Lee, uh, Congressman Levin from California. We have other congressmen and senators that are getting on board. Um, the ambassador, Ambassador Emanuel, has stepped in. Um, and I'm excited I'm going to get a... We were able to have one phone conversation with him personally before Ridge went into prison. And then I have a phone call um, with his staff later this week. And so I am hopeful. I truly believe that if the momentum continues, um, that Ridge will come home soon. So, Well, good luck. We hope that's the case. And thank you very much for sharing your story. Brittany Alconis, the wife of U.S. Navy Lieutenant Ridge Alconis, now behind bars in Japan. Thank you very much at a difficult thank time for joining us. Thank you. You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. Rundown. Stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. And for up-to-the-minute news, go to foxnews.com. Precise, personal, powerful. Is America's weather team in the palm of your hands? Get Fox weather updates throughout your busy day, every day. Subscribe and listen now at foxnewspodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.